last time and what would Fergie do? Okay, so Francis, how do you see the game? Yeah, going? I think I think yeah, Arsenal would win either one nil or two one, and Obama Yang, who has not scored in a long time, will probably show up against United. Obama, if it's a two one, Obama Yang got Lacazette. If it's one nil, just Obama Yang. And for us, it would be I'm I'm tempted to say a a Bruno Fernandez penalty, but I'll go with Rashford scoring just because he's on good form now. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to What Will Fergie Do podcast. Uh, it's been a few days since the last one. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Francis, and I've got my co-host. Dan Ray. Hello, Jimmy. Good to have you guys back again on the pod. Um, what the fuck happened on, on the weekend, man? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> ga- the game versus Arsenal. Like, What the fuck was that? I have no idea. Um, I guess I can go for. I don't know. I can go first. Like it's like this team can just be very frustrating. Like I think I, I don't. I think I'm 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 fuming and I'm happy at the same time. I'm definitely not happy. So I know why you are happy. Why did yeah, Why do you think I'm happy? Because I think it's just one step closer to like December fifteenth for you. Yeah, that that's so that's why <laughs> that's why I think you're happy. But like, like the lineup came out. Yeah. Yes, I, we saw the diamond formation, which I think, if not all three of us, like um, thought we were going to play. But then we played the way we played. It wasn't the way I thought we were going to play. Like it felt like Fred and Matthew. No, sorry, Fred and Scott. We're playing the same um, position. Like if you watched our first half, they were in the same position almost every time. So the space between the midfield and like connecting to Pogba and was Bruno was just there was just bare space in the middle there. Like mm. basically, we had two players doing the job of what Thomas Partey did. Have you guys noticed that? You know, I think at the beginning of the season, if you recall. We were talking about all day and we were saying, oh, in the big games, he tends to get good results. If you look at our games this season against the top teams, against uh, Spurs, we lost 6-1. Against Chelsea, we drew. And against Arsenal, we lost. And in all of those games, it felt like either we lost something, like an edge that we used to have, because we used to allow these teams to play on the counter, but we the the style that we played was predicated on forcing them into a mistake and then countering yeah. them at speed. And for some reason in all those games this season we haven't looked, you know, we haven't had that edge. We haven't had that, you know, even even the ability to win the ball and to turn it into a, into a chance on the other end. Uh, I think the alarming part is I don't even remember you know, much of any chances that we've created in any of these games, you know, at any point in time, like in the Arsenal game, I think Greenwood had kind of a chance, you know. Yeah. So, the one, what you guys uh, think about the that? The one the goalie punch. The one, the one where Rashford uh, played the ball across. Yeah. The box, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think I, I just I think one thing okay, I no, one thing I noticed as well is in the so-called big games that you know. I don't know if this is a myth or what it is, but in the so-called big games in the past, United are usually the ones sitting back 
and then catching these guys on the counter. What I've noticed in this, it's, I guess it's three games, it's probably a trend now. These big teams are letting us actually have the ball. And then they are the ones actually countering us. Except Arsenal. Arsenal played us off the park. Like, they they passed the ball. When they lost the ball, they ran to get the ball. Um, they created more chances. Party alone, like, controlled that midfield. Oh, he made yo, yo, Pogba what? look like a... Like, he made Pogba look like an amateur. With the, yeah, that's... But- to be fair to Pogba, they, they didn't play the same kind of position. No, the there's field. nothing to be fair about. <laughs> what do you mean they didn't play the same kind of position? They can't play the whoa, same whoa, whoa, position. Whoa. If for Pate to be I'm able to saying... be on Pogba, then Pate has to play DM and Pogba will be playing attacking midfield. <laughs> if both of them are playing DM, then Pate will never be on Pogba. No, I, I get what you mean. I'm just saying like, um, Pate bust that midfield. Like, there was one pass he gave. It was like a no-look pass mm. with the side of his leg. To the right wing, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> like, and, I, and, like I, and I feel like that's a trend that we've seen now is, you know, every midfield that comes to Old Trafford, like look at Ndombele, um, what's the Spurs midfield that I used to play at Southampton? Hoiberg. Uh, oh Hoiberg. Oh. They came in and they just looked like, you know, I think that's the part that is the most disappointing is people who who have no business bossing the midfield in, in Old Trafford are bossing the midfield and they're making it look so easy. And that's what I keep saying is like, we look so easy to play against the midfield, especially. It, you barely ever see any one of our players. Like the player that you see have a good game for us is the person that is maybe breaking up. But not really that you'll say, oh, this guy dominated midfield as far as like breaking up, creating chances, going forward. You know, dominating the pace and play of game, um, and I think that's part of what has cost us with this idea ideology that we adopted, with being very passive and hitting teams on the counter attack. Is when our team is not sharp, we can't even break up the other team's play to get the chances that lead to counter attacks. You know, and 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 so I think Ole is becoming is beginning to get found in some of these big games in the Premier League in a way that he wasn't before. Yeah, he's beginning to get found. I, I don't know why it's taking so late to find this guy out. This, <laughs> this guy doesn't... I think Oli is Oli is not a good coach. I think everyone everyone knows that. But the part that is really pissing me off is why aren't like the, these pundits that used to play for Manchester United actually attacking Oli? Everyone is talking about the players and... Um, they should be motivated. This is this that these guys are going to get him fired. Like they're they're putting this. They're, they're changing the narrative to feel like Ole is actually doing a very good job and there's progress. But these players are the ones pulling him down. I don't know if it's only me that's saying it this way. What do you guys think? Yeah, because I, I think, and you can't have both things. There can't be progress without progress in the players. And if the players are haven't progressed, then the coach hasn't done his job. So all of this motivation talk, I think, is just another way of excusing Ole. They know that under normal circumstances, Ole can never be the coach for United. He's not good enough. He doesn't have the qualities to be the kind of manager that we need. I think that, you know, if you look at the United hierarchy, we've gone with some of these splashy names 
we've gone with some of the older types of coaches and, and what we really need what we have lacked you know aside from a good recruit recruitment department is a coach that understands how to bring the get the best out of these young players a coach with a vision a coach that can grow players and a coach that knows how to reach them as far as motivating them to play i don't think these guys respect Ole enough you know and ultimately they will be able to tell on the training pitch they're the ones who are with him day in day out um i think they'll be able to tell whether or not he he knows what he's talking about and i don't get the sense that they really believe in him if we're going to go that route also this team also played we played well on our Champions League game so what's the difference between that our gameplay in the Champions League with the same coach and our gameplay in the Premier League it goes back to the point i made here about the teams in Premier League actually having us having having us um take possession of the ball and we not knowing what to do with it they just sit back remain compact and then they counter us or a mistake actually leads to them scoring and the champions league is different the two games we played um the 5-0 i think overshadows a whole lot of cracks that is in our united yeah. team that 5-0 yeah. is the worst thing that should have happened to united and yeah. it's, it's, I don't, it's, it sounds very funny, but it's actually the worst thing that could have happened to United. Because if you think of all the big wins that we've had, they've come in this from 75th minutes and above. Yes. Prior to that, we're either tying the game or we're winning 1-0. And then the team now takes the initiative to come out and, you know, attack, either chasing the goal or maybe they want to win the game. Then they are playing into our hands. That's when we can run free, counter them, and score. You know, with the Rashfords, the Bruno Fernandes, with the killer pass. But once we have the ball, you can see that whereas where like there's no tactical play to break down a team that is compact, that sits in a low block, and they're very defensively sound. Ole doesn't have the facilities to do something like that. You make subs. When you make your subs, like, what are you trying to achieve? Even in the Arsenal game, he took off Greenwood, who was having a good game, by the way. He brought on Van der Beek. He brought on um, Cavani. Cavani. Yeah, and then what was the what was the goal? Like, the goal was well, we're still doing the passing thing instead of running through the wings and, like, crossing the ball. You know, it, it was kind of a frustrating match to watch, to be honest with you. We did... We did cross the ball like a lot. I felt what we were doing was just giving the ball to Shaw. I think Shaw, I'm, I don't even know how many crosses Shaw had, but like they were all just useless. Like you said, one of the glaring things is that when a team gives us possession, we are so clueless. We are slow and we just like ideas. But, but the fact that we're actually very slow, like it, it, it's one thing to just like it, but we're just so slow. Like, either, like, Scott takes one or two more passes that it's supposed mm-hmm. to do, or Pogba draws on the ball, or, like, everything just is so slow and so hard to watch. I feel like if we're going back to the games where we were talking about last season with Social, where we're like, this team has no identity. Has But my thing is always, like, how can you play such a contrast between, like, three games apart? Basically, almost the same players, and we're just trash. We're trash against Chelsea. We're trash against Tottenham. Now we're trash against Arsenal. So do you... And watch us watch us go on Wednesday now and bust the game again. And then we'll 
Everton is next, right? Uh, in the yeah, weekend, Everton yes. Is next. Yeah. Yeah, like... yeah, and then because that's a very important game too, and I trust. I feel like I trust Everton. Everton's team right now more than I trust um, what I can get from United. I trust. I, I trust Leeds more than I trust United. So Everton. And Leeds lost as of the time of recording. Leeds lost today. I think four one. I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say they do watch the game. I today. still I still trust them more. <laughs> the t- table doesn't lie. Yo, but I guess my, my, my Yo, Jimmy, my question to you probably is, um, what do you think is the cause of that? Like you did mention, the team plays so slow. Like it feels like it takes. 20 seconds for us to pass from the back. And I don't understand why we keep passing from the back when at the end of the day we get <laughs> to one of them and what they do is they clear the ball to throwing and we start again. We put ourselves in pressure or we clear the ball over to the to the other half and the team comes back again. So it, where is this from? Do you think it's from the manager or we don't have the players to pass from the back or um, and, the and communication? Why, why, yeah, and why, why aren't we seeing... Like, what are they working on, on in training? Yeah, you know, Champions League tomorrow, they're going to post, you know, the players again, say, oh, Anthony Marshall, he's wearing the gloves. When he's wearing the gloves, you already know what time it is. But then when it's time to play, you don't see... It. These players play, to me, like they've never met before. So, Jibo, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the quality of players or it's the information they're getting from the coach? Or as as uh, Larry said, these guys don't respect the coach. They just want to do their own thing. What do you think it is? I, I can't put that on the quality of the players. The reason why I would say that is because we've seen the players play good. So I, I can't put it on the players. As much as it pays me to say this, it's, it's down to the coach. It's down to, to social. Because like I said, like his, his tactics on Saturday was to basically play two players in the same position. Which, then why are you playing the diamond because if you notice, like when he switched to, was it four yeah, three? Four, what did four, he switch two, three, to in the second half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you notice that like something like we picked up a little bit. So my my point is, okay, if you're gonna go with the diamond, then why basically play two holding midfielders and have them play in the same kind of position? Like it made no sense tactically. To me, I I feel like Ole's tactics on Saturday versus Arsenal was just trash in the first half. And by the time he realized it, or by the time he tried to do something, I, I felt like the game was already lost to me by then. Because even though we tried in the second half, we weren't really. I remember we, I said when uh, what's his name, the guy who always misses chances, right like ten or five. That Larry oh. Yeah, like I was like, it's going to pop one of these goals very soon. Larry was like, oh, this feels like one of those games that will make it win. I'm like, no, because I can already tell like by the way the players are playing. Like you're like, ah, uh, no. no. It was so hard to watch that game on Saturday, but Saturday was down to the coach and the tactics in the first half. Like he got it so wrong. And I can't even defend it. Like, you know, I'm one of those, I'm like, oh, always, yeah, yeah, but I can't defend him on Saturday. There's nothing he did right on Saturday. No, I, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Nothing. And I know we, we did start with the diamond, but to be honest with you, I feel this is the second time we played the diamond this season. The first time was um, the Champions League game against Leipzig, and we carried yeah. that on into this game. Um, McTominay was supposed to be playing on the right-hand side of the diamond uh, and uh, Pogba on the left-hand side and Bruno Fernandes at the top. But I, f- I, I, I feel like McTominay is not... Um, he's not really aware of his surroundings. and Positionally, I don't think he's smart enough to be able to 
understand and adapt to that formation that you know we've not worked on for a really long time. So that's why, for the most part, you would see McTominay playing right beside um, Fred. And one thing I noticed about McTominay is he's not positionally aware. So when a defender, when our defender has the ball, you would notice McTominay hiding behind the opposition striker that's marking the defender. And I, I don't know if he's hiding there thinking he's going to mark the guy if the guy mistakenly gets the ball. Or I don't I don't know if that's an instruction from the coach. Like normally you would open yourself up for a, a pass. And I feel mm-hmm. that's why it, it takes so long for us to get the ball out of the back. It takes the longest I ever seen. Something just popped into my Larry, what do you think of this theory? Like the reason why he's playing to hold him is because remember we talked when we started starting lineup, I was like, Oh, I wish I wish he's playing Lindelof because I actually want to ask him to play. I think I don't know, I might be wrong, but I think one of the reasons why he's doing that, why even though he, he set set up as a diamond, he's basically playing two DMs, is because of the pace recovery for Maguire and Lindelof, right? Because you know those guys are terribly slow. But then my thing is that why don't you then play Axel, who we know is fast? I know hasn't done anything wrong, but, but play good in the PSG and hasn't gotten a chance after that. Yeah, and I think I think it's more to do with... I, I definitely think he wants to provide more protection to the defenders, but I think 3-5-2 also accomplishes that. Um, and in the diamond, you already have a sitting midfielder. I think the more the reason why he wants to play this way is more to do with not having that dynamic winger on the right-hand side. So I, I think he looks to play someone like Rashford and Greenwood in attack. And then if you notice, Pogba was playing on that left-hand side and he was trying to yeah. make a lot happen. So Pogba became the outlet on the wings or closer to the wings along with the fullback to try to make something happen in that area, right? So I, I, I that's the, to me, that's the reason is we're lacking great wing play and he's looking at those strikers as being able to do more in central positions where they can run at defenders or they can take defenders away and leave openings for somebody from the midfield to come through. The problem is obviously Pogba didn't have his best game um, and and then also with Bruno Fernandes um, you know there was just we thought there might be more creativity but you know, it, it didn't work out that way. And it wasn't for lack of trying. Like, I, I don't feel like Greenwood had a really bad game, you know. Um, but I just thought there was something off. They looked like they hadn't played that position, that formation together. There was something missing. Um, Larry, you, you did mention uh, someone's name, Pogba. Um, he has <laughs> he has played what six six games this season seven. What what are your thoughts on, on, on Pogba? Um, offensively, defensively, contribution to the team. And the reason I'm asking you because I feel like you have some some form of feelings towards Pogba. So what what are your thoughts? I think. Yeah, I think two things okay. can be true, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Pogba is our best midfielder. I think Pogba is our most inconsistent midfielder. Uh, and inconsistency across the board. Inconsistency as far as what you can expect to get from him. Inconsistency in terms of use of his talents. Inconsistency in terms of his decision-making. Having said that, I also think 
he has a quality that we don't see very often, but he has the best qualities of our midfielders. You know, I don't want to go through a season imagining what a midfield of Matic, Scott McTominay, and Fred looks like. I tell you, I will take the <laughs> trash we get from Pogba sometimes before I take those three playing a game together at any one time, right? So I think Pogba is our best midfielder. I don't think he's he's been nearly good enough for us based on what we thought we would get, based on the status that we give him. You know, I heard somebody say the other day, he's a good potential player. He's not actually a good player yet. And he's 27 now or so. You know, but the kind of mistakes that we saw from him over the weekend, you know, that 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 could have been the Tottenham penalty that he gave away. You know, and it's it's in those again moments of indiscipline, moments of just like terrible decision making, um, where he can cost you. But having said that, like I don't have any regrets about him actually playing in the game. We keep we keep treating Pogba this way. We might we might still find out how our midfield is going to play without him because, granted, yes, it cost the penalty, but I don't put that as a lack of concentration. Like he's he was basically trying to make a tackle. The reason why he was trying to make a tackle was whoever was supposed to be there. Was but that was him, first place, right? Mm-hmm. That was him. He saw Bellerin actually rock yeah, behind tracking. him, and you can see yeah, that he tracked Bellerin, and he knew that Bellerin was running behind him, yeah. and he waited. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll put that on that effort. Like he was trying to get the ball back. But even I got in the ball without touching Bellerin, and it doesn't cost a penalty. Word. Yeah, but, but it's, about it's a thing, risky proposition in that position, right? Because what are the probabilities for Bellerin to really do anything? Bellerin has run past you, but he's running away from goal. Right, so he has to still dribble past you, or put in a cross, and then let him put in the cross. You putting your leg there is giving him a way out, and and we saw this against Tottenham. He made the exact same tackle. The Tottenham one was even worse, you know, where he slid and he kept sliding, and he gave the defender the opportunity. Yeah. So, yes, you can make this kind of tackles outside the box where it's a free kick. You raise your hand up, you know, ref, or oh, I, I apologize, you walk away. But for a penalty. Especially when there wasn't like too much of a alternative, I just didn't see the point. You know that that was that was my point of view about it. Yeah, I, and, and I noticed that I think Pogba. I hear Pogba has caused like the highest um, errors leading to a penalty or a goal in the league this season. It's a very <laughs> crazy start. This season, he has caused two penalties. And towards the end of last season, I think he caused one penalty where he just put used his hand to cover his face. Yeah, I remember With, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I remember that one. So, oh, and my if, God. if you if you I remember, was, yeah, the, that, yeah. I think it was the Brighton game. Um, he actually caused a penalty which they they um they re- rescinded or rescinded. removed just because they thought it was a dive after checking the VAR. So, anytime he goes into the box, I'm actually scared. As soon as he went into the box yesterday with Bellerin, I'm like, in my mind, I already thought this was going to be a penalty. Lo and behold, this guy just stuck his leg up. I'm like, how can you be so nonchalant? You're 27, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I think it does. Like, just... he, he's the most. He should be the most matured player on the pitch. 
if Greenwood is doing something like that, or a Wan Bissaka, or you know, even Van der Beek, I would understand. But bro, you're like the oldest player on the pitch. You should be the ones telling these guys what not to do. And and you're I, if this was a one-off, I would understand. But I can if you count a thousand United fans, sixty percent of them will tell you they don't want Pogba in their in United box hitting. Because he's so nonchalant. Even defending corners, he can jump up and throw his hands in the air and it's going to cause a foul. Or someone will run past him. And he's o- he's always <laughs> looking to grab someone, you know? I, yo, I can't still get over the, the, the penalty, the one he put his hand on his face. Yeah. I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah, like, that one was reflex, though. Is, is either you have it or you don't have it. If it will not do mm-hmm. that. But, you know, and Ozil will do something like that. You know, I, I don't think I don't think they they have they have it in them. We can sit here and talk about Pogba all day, but let's we'll probably just move move on move on from the weekend. Um, it was, it was yeah, it's definitely yeah. That game we should just we should burn the tape. Yeah, just we'll, it, it definitely came at the right time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the to the to the oh, midweek game, I think we were playing um this Istanbul. Basa Kershkir BB I, I, mm-hmm. just call them yeah I'll just them. call them I'll call them IB we're, we're, play, we're playing we're playing <laughs> IB um, what do you guys what do you guys think about this game how do you think it's going to go is it going to be the regular three points in the bag you know um, does anybody know start if with you, there are going to be fans allowed for this game I, I don't think so yeah. fans allowed were like in Istanbul uh, uh, fans allowed in their league. Oh. I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Like, I I don't know. Probably not. But but who so. knows? Um, I yeah, I, I don't know how I. You know, I, with United in Champions League, we've tended to do well. You know, we're leading the group. We won. We have six points. We have a decent goal difference. This looks like a perfect spot for us to pull up and lose to a team that we're expected to do to to lose to. to, to. Um, and I feel like the pressure is beginning to pile on Ole again. Um, and so even though we've won a couple of these Champions League games, which would seemingly release some of the pressure on him, um, I think... You know, if we lose this game and we don't play well against Everton with Pochettino on the wings, there's going to be a lot of pressure beginning to build on him. So, you know, if I, if Ole has shown anything is that his decision making is not always sound in some of these big spots. He started to overthink himself. So, you know, now that Diamond hasn't worked for him, you know, is he going to go back to three five two against this Turkish team and play them on the break? Or play them, you know, essentially like an away team the way we've been playing all season. And is that going to work for us? Because, you know, teams now have seem to have a bit of a beat on, on how to play us. No, I, I think this is one game you can't afford to lose. Like, so what I, I, I think is going to play the best team. I think we're going to do 3 5 like we talked about. But hopefully that works. In terms of performance, like I honestly don't know what to expect anymore from the team. So I'm just gonna go by the hopeful performance that we will bounce back from the weekend, the rubbish we played over the weekend, and actually boss this game. 
because I have not watched them. I don't know how they play. I don't even know what position they are in the league. But from if I'm just going by the name of Alon, sounds like it snacks. should be an easy. Yeah, it sounds like an easy game for us to win. And if he doesn't actually win this, I don't think it will matter what he does. Like it will matter what he does against Everton. Well, um, what do you think? I, I, to be honest with you, I don't even care what he does right now. <laughs> yeah, I think you. Yeah, yeah I'm not just waiting, waiting for, for the example of the yeah, Like I'm patiently waiting. So, it, it, yeah, I'm kind of divided. If we win, I'm happy because I'm a fan. If we lose, I'm actually happy because I want Ole to be fired. So it's a win-win for me. Are you happy or happy? Um, I'm happier actually. That's a very good point. I'm happier if we lose, um, and you know, this guy's cup is getting more and more full. And as Larry said with Pochettino, coming, you know, coming out to Sky Sports today and, and showing his face more and more, maybe, you know, there's some conversations that have stayed in the background. We need to put you out there. But we'll, we'll save that conversation there for, for another day. Jimmy, do you want to jump into your predicted lineup for, for this game? Yes. Um, like I said in my previous point, we, I think he's going to play mm. 3 5 two. Um, tell us is out of the picture because he still he hasn't recovered from um, COVID yet. So this is what I want him to play. I want I want to see Axel back in the team. We've touched on that. He hasn't done anything wrong plus, but play good and have him back there and mm-hmm. uh, lay in his pocket. For some reason, I have no idea why he hasn't played after that. I, I don't know if he's not. I know he's not injured because there's no there's no need mm-hmm. for injury, right? So he's there. But he's not playing him. He's playing Lidlov and Maguire. So I want to go back to the original um, pairing we had, which was Axel and Lindelof. Um Shaw, Juan Bersaka. Um, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Maguire. Yes, Maguire. And then we'll go um, in the midfield. Ah, Scott. So I'm not going to know my Scott, I think. Hmm. Okay, I'll go Fred, Pogba, Fernandez. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go uh, Marshall and Rashford up, up front. Larry. That'll be my prediction lineup. Well, that's okay. the one. Larry, I is yours is yours similar to that? Though? Very different. A little bit different. I would say also three five two. I would go with um, the hair and goal. Luke Shaw as the wing back. Kompasaka's right wing back. Uh, three defenders: Axel, Lindelof, and Maguire. Um, and then in the middle, it will be Pogba and oh, it's tough. Um, Pogba and Fred, and then the two in attack will be Cavani and Marshall. Yeah, missing one. Oh yeah, it's so very Bruno Fernandez. Actually, you know what? Um, Mata. You want to go? You want to risk it? Mata, oh, Mata, yeah. Mata, and then Cavani and um, Marshall. Oh, so he's going to bench Rashford? Yes, he's going to rest Rashford. Okay. Yes. For the Everton game. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to play three five two as well. Um, on the right. And goal is going to be the gear. I was going to, I was actually leaning towards Dean Henderson just because of the quality of the opposition we're playing. But I, if I'm to think for Ole, which, you know, it's a huge task, mm. 
I, 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 you know, I, I've seen you play the gear, just hoping to wrap this game up. Where you know we have nine points, just one more point to be able to qualify for the next round. So he'll probably play the gear in this one. And when we're playing in the Istanbul guys in the next next game, um, he can start Den Henderson. But I see Den Henderson playing very soon. Mm-hmm. But in goal, it'll be it'll be Dagia on the right. Will be Twanzibe. Um, no, not Twanzibe. The other guy, uh, Fosumensa. Oh, Fosumensa. Okay. Yeah, Fosumensa, Axel, Lindelof, Maguire, and Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. And in the middle will be Matic, and McTominay, and Pogba. And up front will be Cavani and Marshall. I think he's going to rest a, one or two key players with the Everton game, with an eye on the Everton game here in the weekend. But these are our predicted lineups. You know, Ole, he just overthinks things and he comes out with no results. But let's let's see. Let's see. I feel, I feel like the player is going to rest. Well, yeah, I feel like he's going to rest Bruno Fernandes instead I... with Bruno playing against Everton and Pogba coming off the bench. Against Everton, yeah, that's my turn of thought, but yeah, it, it can happen both ways, so I can see you, yours happening as well. Has anyone actually like know how this team is playing? I, in the, in I the have league, absolutely no clue. no idea. <laughs> no, I don't even know what country you're in. Turkey, yeah. oh, they're, they're no, Turkey. no, disrespect, mm-hmm. no Istanbul, disrespect no. there, man. Ah, Turkey, true. who would have thought? Oh, they're they're actually seventh. Uh, I'm not, I'm surprised that they made I it to Champions League. Yeah, usually like Bekisas or Fenerbahce <laughs> or Galatasaray. Yeah, exactly, those guys. Yeah, the the, the 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 core team. So, what would you my my predicted um, scoreline for this one is is United winning? I've not said that this season. It sounds weird. <laughs> uh, so, United winning two uh, 0 and I feel like this is a game Cabani will open his account. And um, Pogba, Cavani and Pogba, Jimmy. Mm. Yeah, I'll go three nil. I think Cavani is, is due to score at some point. And if, yeah, my because my lineup had Rashford and and Marshall. So Cavani mm. will come off the bench and score, and I think Marshall will score as well. And I'll go and, Bruno. Not even a penalty, just like I can't remember last time Bruno uh, against against Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, he scored one for two. a yeah? Rashford pass. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> the one two. <laughs> In, inside joke. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'll go three 0 So it'll be Cavani, uh, Marshall, uh, Larry. Uh, I'll go 2 0. I'll go with Maguire and Mata as the goal scorers. No, no, Mata. Oh, wow. I feel like we should we, we should be giving yeah, out uh, remember, prices for, Mata was... for whoever gets their prediction right, to be honest with you. Because my prediction last weekend was spot on. Spot on. If, <laughs> if, if, if you didn't hear it, go to the previous pod. 
the the preview for United versus yeah. Arsenal and listen to my prediction for that game, it was exactly how it, it panned out. So um, we should be giving you know accolades to people. I, I know Jimmy has gotten a few mm-hmm. right, like the first three games he has. <laughs> la, 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 he doesn't have his uh, he doesn't have his betting boots on yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long season, so there's, there's chances to make it up. <laughs> Yo, I feel like Larry. Yeah, I mean, we've said that in the past four games. And Larry, you know, like, when Larry's in the Larry's in the group, you know, Larry has this very convincing personality where he tells you, guys, I expect us, I think there's a, there's a win in this game. And then. You know, you're, you're watching the game with one eye and the next thing you're awake because Larry has said it. <laughs> and then you keep oh drowning goodness. in this, this yeah. pool of boredom, watching something and expecting something yeah. to 95th minute. And Larry is just saying, one more minute, one more minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Larry for everybody. <laughs> 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 It was funny the way he said that. It's like, yo, I can see it. This is the part of the game. Are you watching? Oh my god! Which game are you watching, bro? I want. I want to close with one question, though. Um, what do you think it will take to get Ole fired? Like, what kind of results will we get in the next few weeks um, for Ole to be fired? Larry, I'll start with you. I think it's going to be hard for him to be fired, man. I think it's very, very hard because, um, you know, Ed will have to go through a lot of... He'll have to bite his tongue about a lot of the things. If you remember this time last year, they were applauding themselves on how well they had done in the transfer window, how they had, you know, won the market, how they had bargained. And even though they had paid more over the odds for Harry Maguire, look, you know, look at the impact he's already had. Because at this point, you know, we were still early in the season and people were looking at him like, oh, wow, this is has, this has now fixed United's problems. So I think there's a there's a there's an element of this where in order for them to fire Oli, they have to bite the bullet on looking really bad, worse than they did with um, you know Mourinho and with LVG because those were two big managers that were underperforming. But when you trust Oli, who is a small manager and he's underperforming, you know you're going to give him it a longer rope. So I see all of that to say that I I don't see him getting fired. You know, till the end of the season at the earliest. Mm. Jimmy, do you think do you think um, it's also going to be harder to fire Ole just because of his affiliations with the club? Yes, that and the fact that Ed has come out and said, "Yeah, cultural reboot." What was that? Culture, cultural reboot. Yeah, it's a culture. That tells me that, like, basically, that's just like uh, corporate speech for, hey, we're rebuilding. Like, it's going to take us a while to get to where we're going. And if, by that definition, it only is in his. We've played about 100 games now, Honda only. Just for context, LVG only had yeah, 103 so like, games as a United manager. Exactly. And that wasn't, yeah, so that wasn't a cultural rebuild. So that, to me, I feel like it's going to. It's going to take more than us, like having a losing record in the next two or three games, you know, to for him yeah. to get fired. That's what I think. 
but the board have also proven sometimes to be rash stupid, stupid mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm hoping like stupid is yeah, relative like, <laughs> so <laughs> so maybe you might be right and december 15th might come around and they just you know punches either mm-hmm. punches out there trying to get a new job because you never know, like you never know who, which other manager might get fired. You never know with all these teams. So it might be the case where they might not want to fire him, but they, they might force their hands because Poch might be getting another job, right? And they don't want to lose him. So that's those are the only two scenarios I see happening. So and I don't I don't think Ed is ready to bite the bullet and say and look stupid in front of the board because he's backed he's backed mm. uh, so sure. So, yeah, that's just uh, in, in my my own perspective is if we if we lose the game against Everton and lose the next home game at West Brom, I I think Ole will be he'll be in Norway very soon. Um, he'll be yeah, he'll be he'll be gone. Um, and and the reason being, if we lose the next the game after Everton, that would be fifteen points at home. We've, out of 15 points at home, we've dropped 14. We've only gained one point. And the, we will be, what, five points or whatnot away from, from the bottom three. So for us to be able to recover in time, uh, I think that would be the game that we would lose and Ole will be gone. Do you think, do you think, what do you think is more important to Ed and the board? No, definitely. Definitely. Like top four, you mean? You think? Uh, uh, well, because uh, we are, yeah, we I don't think there's more. an expectation that we're winning either. Yeah. So when you say what's more important, are you saying like in terms of how how are we prioritizing it? So are you saying top four? Are you saying winning the Premier League? Um, no, I, I think Jimmy's trying to say, correct me if I'm wrong, if they give, if they offer United right now the Champions League title and the Premier League title, which one would they pick? Is that your question? No, I'm, no, no. Yeah. I'm, from a performance standpoint, for social, like because he's won every Champions League game so far. It's just two, it's just two games, though. To be bad. No, that's true. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. again, it's hypothetical. Like, well, <laughs> I'm saying, like, he be continues to like, and I don't mean like lose every Premier League game because that, that's a different scenario. I mean, like, our form continues to be bad. Maybe we'll win one or two, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to draw here and there, but we continue to like do like great and play well in the Champions League. Ad, what do you think? Do you think? Do you th- I think Ed will probably be smiling and saying, "You oh, think so? I don't think that would be enough I don't to think save so. his job in the Champions League. I don't think so. I think if we're, yeah. fi- yeah. I think if we're, we're 15th, you don't, you don't think so at the middle to end of. Obviously not. Okay, I, okay. Well, but what I'm are we right now? Aren't we 15th right, right, right now? Yeah, we're 15th now. And, and, and haven't we played? Like the game in hand? No, we haven't. Okay. We still have a game in hand. No, we haven't. Okay. We so haven't I, f- I feel like if yet. we're between 10 and 15, at the end of November, going into December, that means Ole would have lost, you know, a handful of games more and Ole would be gone. Regardless of if we've won and qualified for every every other game in Champions League. Because the way you would think about this is at some point the form that we have in EPL will transfer to Champions League and we would lose that game. And Champions League is a one-time thing. If you lose, you're out. You know what I mean? So if we're between 10 and 15 in December, you know, December 13, 14, on the 15th, he's gone. You know? That's what I think so. 
Okay. Well, let's see. Like December fifteenth. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to say it to you. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like I think a lot of people will be happy that you can't say I told you so. Yeah, I, 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 I hope I'm wrong on the date, not on the on the action. I still want him to get fired, but I want it to be earlier. Um, but if it happens December fifteenth, then it's all good. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a wrap for this this episode of uh, What Will Fergie Do? Um, follow us on Twitter, What Will Fergie Do? Follow us on Facebook, What Will Fergie Do? And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next on the next pod. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, thank you for listening. All right, talk to you talk later. Talk to you guys later.